Hi friends, it's Meg Dahl and you're listening to Friends We Meet Reading, a book club podcast. Hello Megan, I'm so happy we're back here together. It's been a while. Yes, happy holidays. Happy holidays, and this is our first Christmas episode, and it might be a little bit, well, it's definitely different than what I feel like we anticipated. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So we're talking about Always in December, and I actually bought this book last year I bought it Megan so oh my god remember for our book club last year we read one day in December Mm -hmm. and although it's not like a five out of five on my favorite shelf like it's not like something I loved but after reading that, I was like, okay, that was actually fun reading like a Christmassy book during this time of year. Mm-hmm. And after reading that book, I kind of like had a hard time wanting to read anything else because I was just like craving kind of like Christmas books, you know? And mm-hmm. so I went to the bookstore and I saw the cover of Always in December. And I was like, this looks super cute and I did like a quick like little Goodreads scan I never really dive deep into reviews and the description and stuff like that I always just kind of like glance at the rating that it has on Goodreads and yeah that's about it you know yeah and it has a decent rating on Goodreads that's what I mean yeah exactly like if a book on Goodreads is like a 3.8 or higher I usually don't even look at anything else and I'm just like I'm just gonna go for it you know especially if it's something like by the title or the cover that really just like caught my interest you know I'm like ooh, yeah okay like don't need any more information so anyways that is how always in December entered my life (laughs) yeah nice I will admit, like, as much as I was like, oh, my God, you bought that, I also ended up buying it. But because I waited too long, it was on the shelf at the library around the corner from me for forever. But then when I I wanted to read it as close to recording as possible, so I, like, kept pushing it off and pushing it off and pushing it off. And then when I went to get it, all of a sudden, all the copies were gone. So it was on, like, Apple Books, like, as an ebook for $3.99 this month. So I was like, okay, fine, for $4, I can do it. But, I mean... I mean, to get to the crux of it for anybody listening, I'm really glad I only paid $3.99 for this book. Like, <laughs> whereas I probably paid what, like 25 bucks? Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> it was a new release last year. year so, yeah. 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 No, I, I'm envious of your $4. Like, it is something <laughs> that, yeah, it's. So that's what we mean when we say this is going to be an interesting episode. It's definitely kind of like the first episode of Friends We Meet Reading that isn't really like, oh my gosh, we loved this book because everything up until now has been books that were like, whoever is listening right now needs to read this book. And 
this episode is more like, hey, let's save you some time and you can move on to another Christmas book or holiday, like festive book that you might enjoy better. Yeah, but I think like the fun part about it being like friends we meet reading is that, you know, friends can come together and hate a book too, right? Like it's like, it's a good time. I'm I don't here know. For I, it. I had a lot of fun like texting you while I was reading this book, being like, oh my God, this? Like, and just like ranting about like certain things. Yeah. yeah. Okay. One thing I do want to talk about because this is kind of one of my favorite parts of just like the experience of yeah. me reading it and you reading it was I had read it before you just by a couple yeah. of days. And mm-hmm. I was kind of like giving you a heads up. Like, you know, like you don't really need to read this book. Like we can, we can choose something else. <laughs> kind of like you know, letting you know. Mm-hmm. And I know you. Like you're just like no. I like you wanted to read it. You were very yeah. interested in it. And I was also thinking, and I I tend to do this to myself. Is like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I just like (laughs) totally being too critical of this book or, you know, and I feel like also sometimes when we're not really in the mood for a book too, like we can kind of, I don't know. Um, yeah, feel not into it and just like not really like it. So anyways, I was giving you all the heads up, but I know you and I felt your energy. You were like so gung-ho about reading this. I'm like, let's go for it. Like, just read it. And I was truthfully expecting you to like it just because I thought like, well, maybe it is me, right? So when you were texting me like, what? Like, and kind of like texting me all the same things that I was feeling. I was like, okay, good. I'm glad we're on the same page. (laughs) Yeah. And I guess like to contextualize it, I think like I didn't do a deep dive into any reviews at all either. Like I've been trying lately to like go into more of my reads blind, like, and to like not harbor like a significant like opinion on it. Um, Obviously with this one, you had given me like some heads up about like you like not loving it, but I was like, you know what? It's like a, like, wrong place wrong time kind of romance trope and I really like those especially in like holiday movies and stuff like that like that's like my shit right so I was like oh well like maybe this will be really good it'll probably feed off of like last year's December book club book which I agree I really liked like not a five star but a really good holiday book um so I was excited to read it for that I was like oh yeah and it's like set in the UK and like all good romance books from the holidays are set in the UK. So like, I was I was ready to give it a chance. And to be honest, in the first 10 pages, I was like, Oh, this is gonna be such a good book. I did. I did. But then as soon as that girl hopped on a bike, Meg, like, honestly, like, it was all downhill from there. Like All downhill. So I had kind of a different experience. Like, I definitely didn't start the book thinking, oh, this is going to be really good. I had a really hard time with all of the commas. Like, I, that was... Okay. It was so hard for me to focus and that I feel like that added to my like, is there something wrong with me 
thoughts because I was just like, I am having such a hard time like following like the writing style because it was just mm-hmm. so choppy to me and not choppy in the way that like all these like short little sentences it was like long like run-on sentences with all of these commas and yeah I'm just curious if that like it was literally the first page that I noticed that and I was like I am having such a hard time reading this and it's not like I just stick to easy reading books either like I read like a variety of different books you know from Colleen Hoover to Sally Rooney to like that Ryan LaSala which was such a strange but very gorgeous book anyways just so many different writing styles that yeah it was very strange for me to have such a hard time reading it yeah and like I think it wasn't it wasn't commas and run-on sentences for me um for me and this came as a surprise to me because it's a pretty popular book and Emily Stone the author is a pretty popular author but it just seemed to me like the book didn't kind of get a final edit almost because what stood out to me, and I think we talked about this a little bit, was um, like in our text messages, was that there was so much repetition of phrase that like at one point, like I literally made notes on, where did I like highlighted them. And like they, she described, the author describes the characters as scowling three times on one page on one page on one page and I know it's like this 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 and he scowled she scowled and then like it was it was like the first time I read it I was like wait did I just read this did I reread a paragraph like you know when you kind of like doze off and you think you might be reading something again like no it was just repetitive turns of phrase and then like what the how the characters interact with each other was always the same I know like that really bugged you like how many times it bothered me so much like every first of all like we can totally get into the fact of like would we be able to fall in love with someone in that short period of time with Mm -hmm. like hardly any like dialogue between the two it seemed like but like they just met And then all of a sudden, Max was, like, putting her hair behind her ears. And I'm like, if a guy that I just met (laughs) was, like, starting to, like, tuck my hair behind my ears, I would be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you touching my ears? But it was always, like, he tucked her hair behind her ears or he was always like touching her Brushed ears a strand and just, like, of, like hair behind her ears yeah. I, I was not about that and I'm all about like like I love Christina Lauren novels where they really get into like the steamy sexy scenes like I'm all about description of like romance I love that stuff but it was just every single time it was something like brushing her hair behind her ear or out of her face and there was always a focus on the ears like I was like okay I have a sense that this author might have a thing for ears like and that's fine like everybody has their thing but it was too much it was just too much it was was too too much much in this book um but yeah, no, and 
I mean, writing style aside and stuff like that, like, I totally agree. Like, in a holiday romance, whether it's, like, a book or a movie, like, you have to, like, have some suspension of disbelief on, like, how a romance can, like, unfold. For sure. Sure. But, like, this one was, like, hilarious. So, at first, like, when I say, like, in, like, the first chapter, I was, like, ready to be, like, yeah, this is gonna be a good book. So, we're introduced to Josie, and she's just found out that her, like, long-term partner has, like, blatantly cheating on her at a holiday party the day before with a co-worker, which, okay, like, damn, girl, sorry. Um, but then that same day, she just, like, happens to, like, go out and, like, literally run a man over and fall in love with him. Like, and it was just... <laughs> And yeah, you're right. It went from that to like full on romance and like what like, the span of like, being obsessed with this yeah. other person, whether it was like Max or Josie, but it was just like I don't know, it just seemed so and I mean I've read a lot of romance novels which, you know, would never actually happen in real life, like mm-hmm. most of them, right? Yeah. But this one just seemed so intense like I and I also feel like I'm not sure I feel like I've read books before that you know the romance could like was so far-fetched and would never in a million years happen yet the writing like convinced me that it was happening yeah whereas like in this situation I just like didn't believe it you know, mm-hmm. like, did you kind of like, do you agree? Like, it was just kind of like, first of all, this would never happen. And the writing is just like, whoa, why is he touching her ear all of a sudden? Like, I just like didn't feel like the passion between these two characters to like actually believe that this would happen. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I totally get it. Because like, I've written in my notes here that like, after like she crashes into him with his bike he like seems appropriately annoyed with her and like trying to get her to go away and it just like made it super awkward but then in less than a paragraph all of a sudden they're both obsessed with each other and it was like wait I missed something what happened here right and then I think like I was reading a review and then I went back and like verified it and everything and it was like in total from beginning to end of this novel, these characters spent less than 10 total days together. And most of those 10 days were spent avoiding each other and not talking to each other. Exactly. Like, so I it was feel... like, I, like, where, like, there was no real development of romance and passion. We were just kind of told that it was there. Yes. Um, and it was very confusing. Exactly. Like when, okay, so remember when Max was living in New York and then Josie, like they saw each other in New York that time. Mm-hmm. And she was just so upset with him. And I'm just like, girl, I like, I was very confused about her attitude towards him and he like really wanted to talk to her and she was like giving him the silent treatment. And that was a very confusing moment for me because I'm like, like, it just didn't add up for me. 
see and it's funny because i had like the opposite reaction where i was like i don't understand why he's so into her well i didn't understand right either it was like because it was like okay well like he walked out on her like after they had like this glorious night together he like just disappears and doesn't leave his phone number okay whatever right he decides to ghost her and then they have a happenstance meeting in new york months later and he's like all of a sudden like oh my god i have to talk to her i'm obsessed with her totally and stuff like that right and it was just like i don't understand and then like proceeds to corner her in a building and try to force her to talk to him and she's just like no but then the next day she's like but yes i don't like it was yeah i agree it was very confusing but it just like didn't make any sense because it was like where because there was no development of the romance before that other than them like hanging out so much that they decided to sleep together which like fine cool happens um but like after that it was just like there was no like super pent-up romance to me that should have led to like there being like this like massive conflict a few months down the line in New York where they're obsessed with each other exactly and I feel like if the development was there us as a reader would feel that like while yeah. reading being like oh my gosh they're together again you know like and I mean that in itself was just again very like how would that ever happen I know this is fiction and again mm-hmm. I know so many romance novels like it would never happen but this mm-hmm. was just like very out there but yeah no I I get what you're saying and no I I too felt like where is this intense love for her coming from like it was all confusing but I mm-hmm. guess I could see like okay you two spent apparently this amazing time together and slept together and like apparently fell in love with each other within like those like that weekend or whatever it was however Mm -hmm. long and I feel like if you know I saw that person unexpectedly I'd be like whoa we need to talk so I can kind of sort some things out right so yeah I understood like where he was coming from from like wanting to talk to her but like the intense love and obsession out of nowhere was very confusing and then also her just like being a total like cold witch to him I was just like what are you like why Mm -hmm. like yeah it was it was all very weird (laughs) yeah no I agree um yeah, I don't I feel like I had a really hard time with this novel being construed as like a romance novel. Like I couldn't decide especially like a holiday romance novel. Like it didn't give me that like joy and the the connection to December was like so loose in this one. Like the only connection to December in this was not romance, it was trauma. Like only traumatic things happened in December in this novel to Josie and like as much as I didn't like Josie as a character like I just found her very annoying and whatever like she just she was dealt so much for seemingly no reason in this novel and it just like it I think that added to like the romance not really being believable you know because like her other points of conflict which like I guess, like, if somebody listening hasn't 
read the novel because we're basically telling you not to um like her parents died a tragic death when she was like a kid and she like obviously like never recovered from it because now she avoids all things christmas um and then this guy that she meets and apparently falls in love with leaves her christmas morning and then not christmas morning was it christmas it was like at a christmas party yeah at a christmas party after her long-term boyfriend cheats with her at the holiday christmas party and then like spoil alert for the end that came out of absolutely nowhere the supposed love of her life dies my on, jaw dropped in one line that came out of absolutely nowhere like on a page She's like oh he died while her nana who is the only person in her life still around that she loves is also in the hospital and this like, is all happening on christmas (laughs) all of this is happening on christmas it's always in december it's always then (laughs) okay now the title (laughs) but this is market is a romance novel (laughs) i just but i think that was like the biggest like when you go on goodreads and check out all of the low star reviews like one Mm. star two star that sort of thing that is everyone's beef with this novel is like how like everyone's like I've been lied to (laughs) you know yeah because it's marketed as a romance novel where there is truly zero of that because even like what is like apparently romance it doesn't feel like it because Mm -hmm. they never want to talk to each other like they're avoiding each other all the time like you said yeah it just it was just very confusing to me and like I don't want to like jump to the ending now but like we can I I I don't know like because like I wrote down like points about the novel that like just made me really dislike it because like normally like I feel like I cannot like a book yeah and just like kind of leave it neutral but there were like like very specific things about this book that like let's hear it irritated me so I think like the first I just jumping to the end because it's really the thing that annoyed me the most was like her nana's in the hospital with like heart disease or whatever but like when this love of her life max comes to like her hometown and like is helping her like talk through some things and finally get some healing and she's like okay maybe i can start to address some of my personal issues and my grand's gonna be okay this guy dies just dies and then she finds out that everyone in her life who know this guy less than her because she spent 10 days with him, but somehow her best friend, who didn't her nana, like him. who didn't like him, her best friend who didn't like him, her nana and her aunt, who she's close to, all knew that this guy had terminal brain cancer and had days left to live. All of them knew somehow and just decided that it was okay for her to like not know, but then jump forward one one chapter this girl immediately after his funeral went to Botswana and became a wildlife photographer and then is tight all of a sudden totally okay with Christmas time (laughs) like she she left the country with no support system and no money to take up a wildlife photography career in the bush had no therapy and was totally fine 
and that's the other part that bugs me. Sorry, I'm really ranting now. No, I love it. Keep it coming. There was not a single success that Josie was given in this book that wasn't directly attributed to something that a man forced her to do. There you go. It was so like, and like they made a point of like making her like, oh, like she doesn't really know what she likes and doesn't like make her own decisions and stuff like that. But like then everything she does, she does because she was persuaded to by a guy. So whether that's breaking up with her boyfriend, moving to New York, becoming a photographer, like going to visit her Nana, like anything like that, like not, she does nothing without either being told by a man to do it, being forced into a situation where she has to do it or somebody insulting her so much that she feels like she has something to prove. So like this poor woman who I already don't like also has no sense of individuality herself in this entire novel. And yet we're just expected to believe that at the end, she's totally okay. And it just like, it made no sense at all. Like, yeah. So I I just felt, I felt bad for her from that point of view, but it also just like kind of added to like the unbelievability of it to me as somebody who just, I, I, I can't imagine living life like that. I'm sure there are people that do. And I think that's really sad. Um, but it just like bugged me to be able to like read it. Like, did you notice stuff like that or like, Oh, totally. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. What's coming up for me right now, just hearing you lay that all out into the (laughs) open, because yeah, I noticed all of that and just so many things that were just like, really? Like none, like so much of it irritated me. I, mm-hmm. I was so irritated every single time they had this very random, like, interaction, you know, at the in New York, at the wedding, that sort of thing. And, you know, it was all of these situations that could have gone, like, in a enjoyable way for the reader. It was just, like... She was avoiding him, running away, whatever, whatever. And so there was just so much that irritated me about this book. And then hearing everything that you also shared, I'm just like, what was it about this book that I like kept reading it though? Because I am really good at putting books on a did not finish or like, yeah finish shelf like I'm really good at that and that's because I read like strictly for enjoyment and pleasure you know like it pains me to think like I feel like this is the way that I describe it is like I have so many things I could be doing with my life right like yet I choose to spend a portion of my day reading fiction, right? Mm-hmm. And so why would I sit there read like forcing myself to read something that I do not have to read and then <laughs> I'm not enjoying? You know what I mean? So for me, I'm like as much as I hate 
being like, yeah, I'm just not finishing this book. I like I don't like doing that, but I'm really good at doing that because there's just so many other things I could be doing with my time. And so I might as well enjoy reading. You know what I mean? So anyways, I, I really don't know what it was about this book that like strung me along the entire time because I I even included that in my review and I told you that through text I was like like for some reason like there was never a point in time where I was like okay I'm just gonna like not read this you know and I've read many books throughout this year where there's just like constantly that thought in my head of like okay maybe give it another chapter I'm just gonna And if it's not good, I'll just, you know, put it away, stop reading it. But I never felt that way. And I didn't like the writing style. The commas annoyed the shit out of me. I didn't like the characters were nothing special. Mm -hmm. And there were so many things about the story that were so irritating. So I'm like, why? Why didn't it give me that vibe of, nah, I'm going to put this away yeah we can stop reading this kind of thing yeah I think it might have been the cancer and I say that in that there was clearly something not being said and I just felt like I needed the closure of knowing what it was because I feel the same like I think I got like halfway through and I was like I I need to know how this ends, even though at this point, I really don't like any of the characters in this book. And at that point, it wasn't even so much about like the irritations over like, you know, like her um, lack of individual successes or like um, the trauma that she was being put through and stuff like that. Like it was like really just like at that point, I didn't like the characters halfway through. It was just like, not a single conflict here couldn't have been resolved over a coffee or text message. Like none of them, but I could just tell that there was like something else. I was like, maybe there'll be a twist. And there was, it just sucked. Um, it was, I was like, terrible. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there'll be a twist that kind of brings this together and makes it make sense. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think it was I that. I think it could have been done. I don't know how, not the way it was done for sure um but I think it was that I think that like there was just like this like knowing right like there has to be something else here I don't maybe that was that might have been it for me no that makes sense I don't know yeah I I truly don't know what it was but I just wanted to kind of like put that out there that while I was reading it it wasn't so bad to the point that I was like yeah I just truly cannot finish this Mm -hmm. and that does happen to me quite frequently like when I do not like a book you know and yeah there was something about this one that I just kept reading it and it just kind of like you said it was just like downhill from the (laughs) bike crash kind of thing um and yeah I will I guess I'll I'll probably never forget this book because it was so, um, yeah, it was, it was not it for me. And yeah, just when Max died, I remember I was sitting on the couch and my 
jaw literally dropped. I was just like, what? I was so yeah. confused. Um, it was so outrageous. I just, I remember reading the line because like for anybody that hasn't read this, it's not an exaggeration that literally it's just a line in the book. It's like, oh, he passed away. Like it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> it does. I, I literally had to reread it because I was like, wait, like, was there a lead up? Like the only lead up we got was that the guy had a headache and he went to get a coffee. Yeah, it was outrageous. Like there was no like doctor sat me down. There was no like we need to contact the family. What's going on? It was just like, oh, is that your friend? He died. He died. He just died. I don't know. It was so sad. Like, yeah. It, it's not sad. It's sad how it was done. Portrayed. Yeah, definitely. Um, Something else that I do have, I know we're just kind of like roasting it at this point, but <laughs> something that really bothered me even though like okay max writes the letter and he explains like everything in the letter and why it was the way that it was right but Mm -hmm. prior to us reading the letter and Mm -hmm. it was like max was the one who came to be with josie like when her yeah was in the hospital I was so confused, like out of all the people in the world that Bia, her best friend, told like Max to go be with Josie. And I was like, Bia hates him, though. Like she's Mm -hmm. never liked him. Like, why would she tell Max out of all people when, you know, Josie had that other friend, Laura? Mm -hmm. Like, I was just very confused out of all the people she called max to come and then i guess the other funny outrageous would never actually happen thing is like again as you pointed out these two people were together for a total of 10 days Mm -hmm. and like you said he had days left to live (laughs) and he chooses to be with this girl that like they don't even know each other. Like, I'm just yeah. like, in what world would that happen? It's just, yeah. it was outrageous. Yeah, it made, like, so little sense. Like, I know, especially when it was, like, revealed, it's like, oh, and then I called your aunt and told her that I'm dying and that I needed to see you. But then her aunt didn't tell her, but her aunt was, like, the most protective person of her and her feelings like in the entire book but just didn't say anything right yeah it was outrageous I don't know it just not nothing I didn't buy it I don't know there was so much of this book that I didn't buy yeah yeah which is sad and I am confused by the goodreads rating I really am yeah I feel like it was very much a very love it or very hate it and I feel like People who would love this book are the people who um, just kind of really love to be brought to tears. I mean, this did not bring me to tears, but like people that like 
<laughs> so to say like to experience death, but that is so not at all what I mean. Um, but like like a book that could like pull on your heartstrings and stuff like that. I feel like enjoy this book. Um, if they get if they're able to get attached to the characters, I could see how that could tug at your heartstrings. But if the book doesn't bring you in, which it clearly didn't for you and I, and you don't have that emotional investment, there's really not a lot to go off of, you know? And I mean, not to bring another book into this, but this kind of like, it reminds me kind of of like, it ends with us, like the Colleen Hoover book. Because similarly, I feel like a lot of people loved that book because it really tug, tugs at them emotionally and gets them there. And then there's people, and I would fall into this category, that really hate that book because they aren't absorbed by the characters. So it's the rest of the story that becomes like the focus of what you're reading, right? So I think it might, I, I, I can see how some people would really like it, but like you, I'm very confused as to like how it's like so highly rated. Yeah, very confusing. I did yeah. have someone message me on Instagram Mm -hmm. And she saw that I did not like this book and she shared with me that she did and she explained it like she was like to me it was like reading or like watching like a Hallmark movie and mm -hmm. she I think enjoys Hallmark movies whereas like mm -hmm. I do not. Okay. Um, like I just like my mom will have them like playing on in the background at her house, you know, during mm -hmm. Christmas or whatever. And I like I just can't sit and watch a Hallmark movie. So I'm not sure if like maybe that kind of also adds to my dislike to this. Yeah, movie. I don't know. I don't know that it I don't know that it like hits like a I love a cheesy Hallmark movie I'm not gonna lie like me and my mom will sit there and like just like marathon them on W Network um but like if it's gonna be like a corny holiday romance it needs to stay like super lighthearted to me um and this one just tried too hard to not be that or it needs to or if it's gonna be the, the other side and it's gonna be like a classic holiday movie that like everyone likes like the holiday or like something like that right like family stone is my favorite yeah exactly <laughs> like then like it can touch on that seriousness but it needs to have like a more overall like arc of yeah the narrative. yeah I don't know I don't um, know this book was just not it for us it was not yeah. and I so I give like I gave it three stars mm -hmm. um I give three star like books three stars when I won't be recommending them mm -hmm. but it also like held my attention throughout the book like I didn't and I mean this is kind of <laughs> gonna confuse some people because this conversation definitely sounds like I really really hate this book um <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like I give, like, two stars to books that I'm constantly contemplating, like, should I even read this book, you know? And as I said before, it definitely, like, held my attention, and I was, like, not dreading reading it every single time I sat down to read it. So that's kind of where 
my review came from was mm-hmm. won't be recommending it. It was like not <laughs> a book I enjoyed, yeah. but it held my attention. And yeah, that's kind of how yeah. I feel. Um, so this one for me um, on my story graph, I have, I put down 2.5. So it's one of four books this year that hit 2.5 for me. And I think for me, if I rate something a three, it's very like, meh. Like, it was like, it was fine. I read it. Like, like you, I wouldn't recommend it. I'll probably forget it. Whereas like two and a half is like a little bit below that. Where it's like, no, I really didn't like this, you know? So that's where it fell for me. It wasn't like, I absolutely hate this book. Um, but I certainly don't like it and wouldn't recommend. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And kind of same, I, I started to reel myself in from giving like <laughs> 0.5, um, reviews and stuff, because I felt like as I was this, this is going to sound so kind of like obsessive and neurotic of me, but as I was was like reviewing the books that I read throughout this year, I noticed that I gave so many books 4.5, whereas, mm-hmm. and like no fours. And I think I was just kind of like confusing. Like I felt bad for not giving the book like five stars because I still really loved it. Whereas I kind of just redefined what a four star means to me, which is like, I loved it. Like I can still love a four star, but Mm -hmm. maybe it's not one that I want to reread or, you know, I can't stop thinking about it after like the book didn't give me like book hangover type thing. So anyways, um, that's just me being really, um, kind of picky and, (laughs) Nerdy. No, I like that. I I could learn from that. I could learn from that. I just I, uh, felt like I was giving so many point fives, and I had to reel it in. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't use Goodreads anymore. I think Goodreads only does like point fives and everything. Storygraph lets you go by like point two five. Story. So like Goodreads doesn't do any point five. No, it's no just point like five. one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, because like I'm looking at like my stats for this year which will be really fun to review next week when the month is over. Um, but like my average rating overall is 3.76. And that's because most of my books fall between 3.25 and 4.75. Interesting. So like, I'm just like, I, I always like, I don't know. This is like one of those things where it's like, I give my books like an immediate review, but then sometimes I go back and revise it at the end of the year when I'm more like able to like rank how I feel about things or like similar to you when you like think about like what book stuck with me and why did that stick with me? Like sometimes it moves up a review for me. Sometimes it moves up. Sometimes it moves down because Yeah. yeah, like I have read books this year where at the end I'm like, Oh yeah, that was really good. But a week later, like I'm not even thinking about it later that day. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I've definitely done like adjusting to my reviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. So we discussed that to make this not too much of a humbug episode, we would at the end 
try to sell each other on another holiday romance. And I know that you have one that you read this year. I that do, you really and we're liked. actually doing a episode about it too. Okay. Well, could you give me a non-spoiler sales pitch on it and maybe a preview to people? Or do you want to just like... Yeah, I'll try okay. my best. Okay. I So this is what you meant by sales pitch. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought this would be like a funny idea it. to like no, make I it like not it. be too negative for the Christmas spirit, you know? I love it. Yes, absolutely. And actually... And just, I love doing this and the book I'm going to tell you about. So I like my Amanda, she's been on the show before and she suggested reading in a holidays by Christina Lauren. And you had suggested reading always in December together Mm -hmm. this year. And so I knew that I had two Christmas books to read in December. And I was looking at both of them, trying to decide which I should start first. And usually I save the best for last, but (laughs) I really didn't know like how these books were going to go. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to start with the one that I think is going to be best rather than starting with like kind of a shitty holiday book and then not being in the mood to read another holiday book, you know? And so that's why I started with Always in December because I thought (laughs) it was going to be the best out of the two. And I actually do think it has higher ratings on Goodreads too, which is so interesting to me. Um, I also thought that the title Always in December was way better than In a Holidays. So I will say In a Holidays do not let the title fool you. This is, I'm not sure how you feel about the title, but this is definitely something like I totally judge a book by a cover, by the title. I will be the first to admit that. And in a holidays was definitely not something that like sucked me in. Um, it is seriously like, I don't even know how to sell it to you without, I really want you to read it though. Have you read it? Okay. You haven't read no, it. No, it's on my um I think I'm next in line for the audiobook from the library. So hopefully it comes in over the next week or so. Oh, I hope the audio does it justice too. Okay. <laughs> because it was okay, so it's really definitely at the start I was like what is like I really didn't understand what I was getting into, but I feel like what I will say is Christina Lauren, the duo, because it's two different people. Um, they know how to write like steamy, sexy love scenes. Ooh. And that is what I was there for. Like I was an I interesting audiobook. Really enjoyed it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and I feel like it just really put me in kind of that like holiday romance, like I need more of this kind of spirit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you or anyone else is in the mood for just like a book that gives them all the feels, um, that's it, I would say. Interesting. Okay. Love it. That's so funny that it is a co-authored book because the one that I'm going to recommend is also a co-authored book, which I just found out when I finished reading it the other day. Um, 
but anyways, I, I wrote a sales pitch for this one because it was really fun. Um, it wasn't a five-star book by any means. This is like the ultimate could be a Hallmark movie kind of book, but like in a fun way. Okay, so picture it. It's the Nashville version of American Idol. One of our protagonists is a brooding but talented Nepo baby of a famous country singer. For some reason, he is on this reality TV competition, even though he is already famous. Our other protagonist is an anxious but talented hopeful vocalist who is basically described as a brunette version of Carrie Underwood. But they don't like each other. Somehow. Don't know why. Um, however, they sing really great together. So they're being forced to work together and they have to write songs together while faking a romance. So due to various misunderstandings, they separate, but they find their way back to each other musically and romantically while silently suffering traumas of being famous and not famous. Sounds ridiculous. But this is what really sold me on it. There is a tiny dog whose name is Patsy K9 who wears sweaters that is knit by the brooding Nepo, t- Nepo baby. So, the book is by Maggie Knox, which is apparently two authors who co-write novels, and it's called All I Want for Christmas. It was recommended by Taylor Jenkins Reid, probably because of Daisy Jones and Six and the singer romance vibes. And you'll never guess the main character names. Max and Sadie instead of Josie. Yes. Well, I and this love one features Max, by the way. So I was very yeah. heartbroken that a, he, he was like a main character in a book that I didn't like. Yeah. Well, maybe he could be the main character in a book you like as well. And this one also features not only a tiny dog who's described as seven pounds. So just like our little fur babies. Um, there's an, an adorable and not annoying Nana, unlike our aforementioned book okay okay i definitely recommend that if you want to like cuddle up by the fire in this like slow season between christmas and new years that you pick up this book i literally got it at walmart at a checkout so that was really impressive megan that was really impressive i I feel like i did not do in a holidays justice (laughs) at all Um, If I, so I, I did mention that my favorite Christmas movie is The Family Stone. Mm -hmm. And part of my, like one of my favorite things about that movie is like the, so I'm an only child. And so I love that movie because there's like five siblings and like, you know, just like the Mm -hmm. whole family dynamic and they're all, they obviously all have their own personalities and like relationships between each other. I love that so much. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of in a way similar to in holidays. Like there's a lot of people all in one house at Christmas time and all of like the little different dynamics and stuff. So I feel like maybe if you like the family stone, you might like in holidays. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it a try. I will. I'm on the list. Yeah, I just I checked. really enjoyed it. <laughs> I really Yay. hope the audio is good, though. Yeah, I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this was fun. And 
the next episode is going to be in the holidays. And then I was thinking, wouldn't it be fun to gather our hosts together and we all share like our favorite book of 2022? Yes, I'd love that. (laughs) Okay. That would be so fun. And we can meet so many friends.